Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. And so I was, you know, driving in the car the other day, and I was like, I can't find some good songs. It's, it, it's very few and far between. In every album, every album that's being put out right now is, it's not that I don't like the feel. You know, I like that whole like, you know, we're all gonna sit in like a living room style thing. Hey, listen, just let me get where I'm going, Tiff. <laughs> we're gonna be it, hey, many voices together like that sound good. I like it, but it gets so emotional. It's like, uh, we're gonna we're flipping the shoes off and we're getting comfy and you know it, it's literally like everyone comes in one way but then they like we're all leaving in pajamas it's like that feel it's like we're all just get weird and you know and worship music is a must worship music is a must it's a sacrifice it's a sacrifice to the lord it's you know it's telling him of his goodness. It's calling out his name and who he is. And we need worship. But there's a problem when every album is just worship. There's, there's a problem when there's no uplifting songs, nothing that's, you know, got a, a good jolt to it that gets you moving. It's just this like soaking, you want to start like, Alex, I went to worship night at somebody's house like that. I fell asleep 15 minutes in. You know, we're all just like soaking and and rocking. Now we're rocking and, you know, and everyone's getting sleepy. And I I know why my nephew fell asleep because it's like, all right, worship is good, okay? But I'm having a hard time where there's no praise music. And I just started thinking when I was driving the other day, I'm like, this generation is so weak. This generation, like, like why? Like, why is this generation weak? Why is, why is this generation so easily persuaded? Why is this generation so like, go with the flow? That's like, that, that's like the tempo of the music. It's like, I'm going with the flow, Jesus. And he's just so sweet. His love is like the waves of the ocean going to knock me over. <laughs> And cuddle me. <laughs> I can't even like sing some of these songs that are out and get into it. <laughs> or it's like Hobbit music, right, Alex? Alex knows what song I'm talking about. And so it's like they might be saying something to the Lord, but it's very emotional driven. So I'm like, you know, all, all through the Bible. When there was a, a war, when there was something that needed to be defeated, when it was like uh, the walls of Jericho, <laughs> there was a loudness, there was a shout, there was a praise. The, it, it, the praise is your weapon, and that's what I'm gonna get into it. When you have praise, it's gonna precede a victory. And there are lots of victories we need with the way the world's going. We need to win some wars. We need to win. We need to break the chains of what the enemy, 
of what the enemy is trying to do to you. Like, I, you know, I, I, I'm sorry that there are certain people out there that are, you know, because uh, you, you got to get certain people saved first. Other than that, you can't be like, you know, oh, why is he making that decision? Why is he going that way? Well, he's a heathen. He's, he's driven by, you know, the father of lies. So let's, let's do first thing first. Let's get him saved. And then let's mold them into disciples of Christ with the knowing of God's word, you know. But I'm so sick of seeing Christians defeated and like hippie Christians. It's just like I'm taking life as it is. I'm going to walk around with this. It's like, you know, that boho look that's out there, the boho look. I, I, I don't dislike the boho look if you want to wear drapes as clothes. That's totally fine. The boho look. But don't be a boho Christian. I feel like that's what a lot of people are. Boho Christians. It's just like, I'm going to saunter around life and it is what it is. And Jesus, wow, that's really close. And Jesus is good. Jesus is good to me. Yeah, I just like, I feel him in this presence right now. And I'm being wrecked by his love. I'm so wrecked. I'm wrecked right now, guys so wrecked by his love and his goodness and it's like can you just smell can you just smell the aroma of his goodness I don't know what else to say (laughs) so that's why we're talking about praise today because praise it's what's going to destroy your enemies praise is going to be a strength to your body Praise is going to be a strength to your mind. Praise is going to bring healing to your body. Praise is going to destroy the enemy that's waiting outside of your front door, ready to pounce on you. Okay? So that's what praise is going to do for you. Okay? You can take your shoes off if you want to praise too. It doesn't matter if your shoes are on, your shoes are off. The whole point is worship versus praise. We need both. But praise is what's going to bring you the victory. Okay, so I'm going to do 2 Chronicles 20 after I read Psalm 44, 5 through 8. Um, I put Psalms on here because I'm going to go here in my Bible. But I put down, only by your power can we push back our enemies. Only in your name can we trample our foes. I do not trust in my bow. I do not count on my sword to save me. You are the one who gives us the victory over our enemies. You disgrace those who hate us. Oh God, we give you glory to you all the day long and constantly praise your name. You know, you're if you are constantly praising him, constantly speaking his goodness, you can't help to create an atmosphere. You can't help to create an atmosphere of the goodness of God, of remaining in joy, of remaining in peace, remaining in love, and remaining in victory. There's a dying generation. There's dying, people are dying every day, physically and spiritually, that need us, that need you, that need me. And we can't be weak. We can't be emotional fairies floating around 
as, you know, just whatever. Everything's fine. It is what it is. And I just feel, I just, I feel everything. Everything is so touchy-feely. Don't be a boho Christian. Don't be like that. You are someone who's ready for battle. You're somebody who wears the armor of God and in all pieces, because if you don't have all pieces, they're all not going to work properly. And so you have to look at yourself as a soldier. We've got to toughen up. We got to set our soldiers, our shoulders straight. We've got to look the enemy in the eye and already know when I'm looking at him in the eye, I've won. I've won. And what does the Lord want us to do? He wants us to praise. Praise is our weapon. All right. So if you're just jumping on, make sure to share this broadcast because we're talking about a weapon that we must have, a weapon that we have to have to win. It's, it's like it's vital. It's vital in our life for this weapon. All right, so just setting you up. I won't read everything. King Jehoshaphat, all right, he's terrified of this news. Uh, verse 3, beg the Lord for guidance. Uh, he ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. People from all towns of Judah came to Israel to seek the Lord's help. Um, verse 5, Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You're the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You're powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. So look what he did before we get into the part of praising. He's worshiping the Lord. He's, he's magnifying his name. He's telling him, look it, you are the ruler of all the kingdoms. You are powerful and mighty. So he's bragging on Jesus. Anytime you brag on our heavenly father, he's going to show up. That's an attraction to your heavenly father. When you brag on him, he's there. Boom. I heard my name. You said, what about me? Oh, good. Oh, I'm there. Oh, I, I can sense her faith. I can sense her love. I can sense what he's doing. I can sense that he's, he's uh, ready for action. He's ready. He's ready. He's prepared. And so I'm going to skip down to, let me get over here to the part of praise. Um, verse 12, oh God, won't you stop them? We're powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking for you in, uh, we are looking for you for help. And so here you are in the natural, these, these, they're nervous. In the natural, they're like, God, I need you to give me direction. I need you to show up. I need you to show up. And it says, King Jehoshaphat in verse 18, bowed low with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of um, Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Uh, early the next morning. Okay, so here we are. Stood to praise the Lord. And then it says, with a very loud shout. We're gonna, I did a, a broadcast a couple of uh, a week or so ago on being the uncomfortable Christian. You can't live in the comfort zone. You're going to have to get loud. You're going to have to shout. You're going to have to move. You're going to have to dance. 
First of all, I don't know how people contain themselves when like, they feel it like a bubbling up inside of them. You're gonna have to do these things. Here you are, you have an army is not wimps. These are not girly men, okay? The, an army, you've got strong men, strong men. So, so don't be embarrassed the next time you're in service to praise God. You had strong army men shouting and getting ready to praise the Lord, okay? They're not like, you know, just uh, manicured, uh, well-shaven men. This is, an, is army guys that are not going to be embarrassed. They're going to do what they're told. And so the next time the Holy Spirit says, listen, dance around the house, shout in church, get, you know, you have to realize it's your weapon. When you praise the Lord and you have a bad situation going on around you, when you praise the Lord and you just got a bad report, when you praise the Lord and the, the doctor just looked at you and said, I'm sorry, you have three months to live. When you praise the Lord, and you just got a bill in the mail that you're like, I have no idea how I'm going to pay this. I don't know where the money is going to come from. When, when you do what I'm getting ready to show you, it, it, it confuses the enemy. He's like, I got him right where I want him. I got them right where I want them. They're going to be sad. They're going to be depressed. They're going to have suicidal thoughts. They're, they're, they're going to feel like they, you know, there's not going to have any faith rise in them. I got them where I want them. But then all of a sudden, a child of God starts dancing around the house, praising God, praising God, thanking God for his goodness, saying, thank you, Lord, that you showed up before in my life. And I'm going to guarantee that you're showing up now. Thank you, Lord, for your word declares. And then start declaring the word of God in your situation. Start declaring the word of God around your home, in your car, over your kids. Confuse the enemy because your praise precedes the victory. Your praise precedes the victory. And here it says, um, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. So here you got, ha have guys ready to fight. They're, they're shouting. Okay, you've got people shouting. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Can you like imagine this scene? You've got the army guys there on the front line and then <laughs> you've got these singers coming through. Excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. And you're looking around like, um, I'm, is this a good time to sing right now? Like we're getting ready to go into battle. We're already nervous. Like think of this setup. Think like if you were there, you're like have all these gruff guys and here comes like singers like, Excuse me, tipping toeing through. Excuse me. Yep, stepping over your sword here. And it's like, what in the world? And it says that they were sent to walk ahead of the army. And they had one job, one job, singing praises to God. That's it. That's all they were asked to do. Sing praises to God. Sing praises to God. And it said, uh, this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. You have to understand the nature of your God. You have to understand who he is and what he says he will do and stick with it. 
Don't be like it says in James. You can't be up and down. You can't be like a wave. I believe, I don't believe. I believe, but then so-and-so I know who's a good Christian just died of, of this virus that's out there. I believe, but then maybe not for me because, you know, whatever, so many excuses and lies we can make up in our head. But you have to, to realize he is faithful and that's what he wanted to hear. He wanted to hear that the praises were for him and knowing that his love is, his faithful love endures forever. That's all. That's all. That's all he needed to know is his faithful, faithful, faithful. And that's what we need to be faithful, full of faith, knowing that when he says something, we believe it. Knowing when he says something, it's going to come to pass. Hey, Nancy, good to see you. And so it said at that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. And that's why I said that it confuses your enemy. These guys are singing and all the other armies that were coming to fight uh, King Jehoshaphat and his men started to turn on themselves. The praise confused the enemy. The praising confused the enemy. What is something going on in your life right now that, you know, you feel like, Lord, I need you to come down here right now. I need a breakthrough. Uh, I'm believing for this in my, my life, in my kid's life, in my job, in my financial situation, in my body. Think about it for a second. What is it that you need God to do? And now think, when was the last time you praised him? Sunday morning during a few songs in your 30 minute worship session? Is that, is that the one time that, that's the last time and the one time of the week that you praised your God? Is that like the last time you talked to him besides like your prayer for dinner? Is that the last time that you praised him in front of your kids? Is that the last time you went, I mean like I, I constantly, I got some, that's why I'm saying it was hard to find something the other day for music. It's like, I want something that's going to give me the gift of faith. I want to hear something that's going to tell me I can't lose. I want to know why I'm going to win. I want something that's going to make me feel like, ah, you know, and, 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 and that's, and not all of it has to do with, you know, having like this, like how loud it is, you know, but it's the strength on the anointing on the words. It's what it's saying and how we're doing it. And you know what? Sometimes you have to shout. You have to get loud. You know, there's times in frustration where you want to be like, ah, like that. Well, do that, but, but change it. Change it around out of frustration and do it for praise. Shout around. Get, it makes you feel good. Some, sometimes in the house, I'll just do it and like it scares my kids and they laugh or they get, you know, Teddy, sometimes little Teddy, he looks at me like slightly nervous or he gets mad at me because I did scare him and then he gets embarrassed. <laughs> but you have to be like that. You have to get this, you know, when you have, I, I, don't, like I, I did a, a broadcast a few months ago on, on I have the fire, now what? You know, when that's burning inside of you, it's like a, a, anything you put a tea kettle on, on a hot eye. 
eventually there's like a boiling, there's like a, a whistle that goes. And so that's what it has to be like. Your praise has to confuse your enemy and it will because he thinks he's taking you out and you're over there glorifying the name of God and he's going, wait a second, uh, I don't understand this girl. But you know what? We don't operate in a way that he should understand. We don't operate that way. We're not from his kingdom. We're not from this. We're from our heavenly kingdom. We're from where our savior is from and waiting for us. And so when we get this mindset of one person to please, one person to obey and, and to praise and to give glory and honor to, it makes life a whole lot easier, a whole lot easier. And so it said they began to attack each other. They turned and, and they all ended up killing everyone. They ended up killing everyone. Here's the army that was like, Lord, we need your guidance. We need help. We need you to do something big for us because we're nervous. We're outnumbered. What's going on? And all they had to do was an instruction of praise. Think about it right now. You could be like uh, believing for something so big and you've been constantly praying and constantly pressing in and thinking you've done everything right but you're missing one key ingredient and you haven't praised. Think about how you could just praise right now. Praise when we get off the broadcast. And in that moment, you can get your miracle. In that moment, you could be set free. In that moment, just in the moment, just in the moment of your praise, you could get what you've been believing hard for just by your praise. And the best thing was, um, at the end here, if you go up to verse uh, 24, it says, When the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, they saw that there were dead bodies lying on the ground everywhere. They didn't, and, and King Jehoshaphat's guys, they didn't even have to sweat. They didn't have to do anything. They, they, didn't, they just showed up. And that's what God wants us to do. You show up, okay? You put your armor on every day and you show up. You praise his name. You live in faith and you show up. But then you have to realize I, I serve a victorious God who's gone before me and who has already fought all the battles, who's already taken care of the enemy. So I just need to do my part. My part is to remain faithful, to obey the word, to continue to give, to continue to increase my faith and to praise and worship and be thankful and speak of his goodness and speak of his name and understand his nature. That's my job. Our job is really easy. Our job is really easy because he's already won the war. But those are the things that he wants from us. And so it said... Um, saw all the dead bodies on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. I love it. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. And it says King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. That's what I, I, I love everything about the story. Like I, I've, I've taught it all different ways in different verses, but um, 
I'm just taking this one part out of it for today because I just started thinking of it. The other day I was talking to Ted when before we were getting on the airplane and I was just like, I, I need to ask you a few questions because he really is like a scholar when it comes to about praise. I'm telling you, I don't see that man sad or down or stressed or I don't even know. I don't see him anything but the same every single day. And it just goes to show you because he lives a life of praise. Ted lives a life of praise, and it just goes to show you what it brings. It brings a supernatural peace. It brings a, a calmness. It brings joy. I mean, there's joy. I live in joy. I live in joy, and it's, it, it's because he praises all the time. And so when I got the understanding and the revelation of it a long time ago, it's something that is a requirement in my home. Uh, I'm particular of what we play. I don't care if it's the latest, greatest song that's out there by the latest, greatest band. If it doesn't have the right words, and you, you know when the anointing's on a song. Like you know, you, you, you can feel it. If not, I don't know, your feeler's broken. But <laughs> it, you know when there's good songs, and you know when it's just a song that's just flat. And it's not necessarily that the words are bad. There's just no anointing on it. And so it's, it's not going to be played in our home. We keep an atmosphere of praise. And it keeps joy at an all-time high. It keeps love. It keeps peace. It keeps, you know, it keeps, I wish it would keep patience, but my kids and we're still working on that. But it, it keeps all, it keeps an atmosphere. It keeps a, a, an atmosphere of what you want. It keeps an atmosphere free from depression. It keeps an atmosphere free from the lies of the enemy. And so, you know, and my, my mom said, he does uh, live a life of supernatural praise. And, and I mean, it, it, it's true, it, it, it's, it's definitely true. But I love this part of the story so much because it says they found vast amounts of equipment clothing and other valuables more than they could carry more than they could carry there was so much plunder it took them three days to collect it all took it three days to collect it all what will your praise bring you before the end of the year what battle is your praise going to dominate and bring to you by the end of the year? Hey, there's things we all want before the end of the year is over, right? There, there's, kids, there's things we all want. The year's not over. We're not in cruise control. That's great that Christmas decorations are up. We got the hot chocolate going. We got the Christmas songs. We feel cozy. We want to look like every advertisement there. You know, we got our slippers on. It's 80 degrees, but we're going to take that picture with that Sherpa blanket on because we want to look like all the advertisements in the magazine. Okay, but that doesn't mean we get into coast mode. 2021 isn't over. There's so much. There's so much that God has for you. There's so much that God has for me, for my family, for my children, for my husband. I'm not putting it in to cruise control. We're not coasting into 2022. 
I'll, uh, I'll coast into 2022 at midnight on December 31st so I can sleep in a little bit. And uh, Nancy, no, it doesn't mean you have to sing all the time. It doesn't mean, um, it doesn't mean he sings all the time or do you have praise and worship playing in the background all the time? Well, not all the time either. When you praise your God, you don't have to sing. You, you're praising him. I mean, like, I'm just talking about praise music at the beginning that I couldn't find any. But yeah, I mean, I do have music on throughout my house. Um, and then there's lots of times we have uh, 13 pianos in my house. Uh, we have one regular one, and then he has uh, 12 other keyboards. So yes, sometimes throughout the day, every day, there's songs and him jumping on the keyboard. Uh, but that's just, that's just uh, you know, it's in him. It overflows when it's in you. Now, I can't sing or play anything, but I still go for it with my wooden spoon, and I just do it in the kitchen. But man, I put on those praise dance songs with the kids, and I tell them, let's go. Dance, shout, run around. And, and you know what? And it's what my kids, um, it's what my kids have inside of them. There's stuff that, that comes out of my son uh, of songs that he's heard long time ago. We were driving to church the other day, and um, there's a song that we always sing at the tent meetings. Well, we haven't been in a tent meeting since August, and it's November. And he's like, hey, Mom, can you play that song? <laughs> he's five. It's my season to be blessed. And, like, if anyone has ever been in the tent meetings or seen it on live, it's like, it's my season to be blessed. God gave me a promise. I passed the test. Open up the windows. Pour me out a blessing. It's my season to be blessed are the lyrics of the song. And, you know, that's what my five-year-old is asking. Out of his spirit, those songs are coming to his mind because it's an old song and it's not anything he's heard since August. So you've got to keep that atmosphere around you and around your kids because that's what's going to come out of you when you get squeezed. There's a song right now that I'm listening to all the time with my kids. And there's a part in it that literally makes me feel like I could take on anything. And it's like, if he can do it, I can do it too. And the song says it over and over again. If he can do it, I can do it too. Meaning Jesus. Because in the song, it lists about shutting the mouths of the, the lions and... Um, you know, raising the dead. And it lists all these different miracles that Jesus did. And then there's a whole part that's like, if he can do it, I can do it too. If he can do it, I can do it too. If he can do it, I can do it too. And see, there's a strength on it. If that's something that you keep saying and praising his name, like, yes, Jesus, if you can do it, I can do it too. And it's simple. Look at that. That's not like some like super long scripture you had to remember, but there's a power on it because it's a truth behind it based on the word of God. If he can do it, I can do it too. So now my kids are doing school and all throughout the day, I'm hearing Teddy last night brushing his teeth and he's, he's in his bedroom going, if he can do it, I can do it too. If he can do it, I can do it too. And so like, that's what my kids, it's ingrained, it's coming out of them. If he can do it, I can do it too. And something so simple, praising his name, telling him, listen, Lord, if you can do it, I can do it too. There's no difference. You said greater things that I'll do when you go to be with your father. I'm going to latch my faith onto that, that if he can do it, I can do it too. If he can raise the dead, I can too. If he can lay hands on the sick, I can too. 
If he can walk in, in divine health, I can too. If he can walk in joy, I can too. If he can be generous and a blessing and increases on his life, me too. And so that's where we have to get with praise. So like I said at the beginning, Nancy, worship isn't bad. And if you have music on, great. If you don't, that's fine too. You can praise without music. But those are the things we've got to get in our spirit, man. Those are the things that you, we have to latch on to. So look, like in that verse 25, they were blessed. They were blessed. They went out. They didn't have to fight, but they got the blessing. They didn't have to fight, but it took them three days to bring back the increase. That's why I asked you, what will your praise bring you before the year is over with? What will it bring you before the year is over with? You know, I believe it's going to be so big, it will take three days for you to have it. Three days for you to bring it into your life. Three days that it's going to be overwhelming for you. What is it that you're still believing God for before the end of the year is up? All right, so we talked about praise precedes the victory. And then um, there is praise brings freedom. And I won't, I'm not going to read it because everyone knows the story of uh, Paul and Silas in jail. But what I thought was really, uh, you know, what I, I really like, it, and it, I like all of it, but I'm just saying like you see different parts at different times and you're like, you know, yes, it's uh, freedom. Okay, the praise, here we are, midnight, they are beat up, they're, they're in a stinky, wet dungeon, they have chains on them, they're feeling like, hey, we're getting ready to go die, like, this is not a good time to break out and praise, um, but the thing is, they remember their faithfulness towards their God. They remembered, listen, I love you. You are good. You got to get the blinders on. Despite what so-and-so has gone through, who is also a Christian? Despite what report has been given to me, despite what the world says that's going on around me and going to happen to my kids, despite, despite, you have your blinders on and realize how faithful your God is, how good your God is. And that's what Paul and Silas in Acts 16, they praise their way. <laughs> they praise their way until an earthquake formed, until an earthquake. So you can't tell me that praise isn't going to be loud. Praise isn't going to be uh, like a violent, it's going to be violent faith. You can't tell me praise is going to be some kumbaya around the fireplace. It's a weapon. And what do you use for a weapon? You use it in a war. You use it to fight. A weapon is used for defense. A weapon is used for fighting. And so here, the earthquake happened, the prison shook, and the foundations, and the doors immediately flew open. And all the chains fell off. Paul and Silas, but not even them. We all know that all the prisoners, okay? So you might say sometimes, I'm good. My life's happy. Everything's fine. I'll, you know, I, I praise God on Sunday. That's good. But you know what? Sometimes 
when you're praising him in church, you don't have to have a reason other than his goodness. People always think like, I need to praise him because I, I need to receive something, which you will by praising. Or I have to praise him because, you know, they're playing fast songs, this and that. But unless your focus is just on the Lord, make it all about him. But realize your praise isn't just for you. Your praise is going to set people around you free. Your praise is going to make the gift of faith and joy leap up in somebody else. There's lots of times where I've, I've seen Ted praise. He's on the platform and I'm below and, and I've seen him and maybe I didn't start off as, you know, upbeat as him, but his, he starts to play and he starts to sing or he starts to like speak and the gift of faith comes up and holy cow. And, and, you know, and other worship leaders that are like that, that have that on them. But he starts to do something and I'm, I'm done. Like I'm ready to jump. I'm ready to run, which I do. I'm ready to dance. I'm ready to give it all I have because that is to my God for what he's done. I'm praising him for his goodness. I'm praising him for his mighty acts. I'm praising him for what he's done and I'm praising him for what he's going to do. And that's how we have to think that it's not just for me. Don't look at it as just for yourself. It's for people around you that need freedom. People around you that need um, strength and joy and peace. People around you that, you know, are having suicidal thoughts and they're looking at you and they're saying, why is she praising the Lord? I know exactly what report she got this week. Or there's nothing going on with you that's bad. And they're saying, look at her, praise him. I want to be like that. She must be so happy. He must be so happy. I want what they have. You got to live a life as a Christian where other people want what you have. And people get that all messed up. You're not supposed to covet. It's one of the Ten Commandments. I get that. But you should covet the things of God. You should want to covet the goodness of God and what he has for us as his children. Those are the kinds of things that you want to go after. Those are the kinds of things that are going to push you to be better and to raise your faith up. And so it shows that um, the prisoners escaped. But if you go down a couple more verses, I love this part of the story. I love this part of the story because it says, um, but uh, the jailer woke up. And the prisoners has escaped. And of course he thought, <laughs> they're going to kill me. I've lost my job. This is the end of my life. And Paul said, wait, stop. Do not kill yourself. This is what happened. <laughs> it was all me, not you, all me. And he said, the jailer called for the lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Look what your praise will do. It's an attraction to miracles. You have somebody who's not saved and they see you praising in a good time and a bad time. Consistency is everything. Nobody's consistent nowadays. Everybody's like a fish out of water. Consistency is everything. But they see you. They see you standing in faith during 2020 and 2021. They see you giving more when the world's telling you to hold back and there's not going to be enough money. They see you walking in health while everyone else is catching everything and there's nothing coming to the, the door post of your home because you have the blood on it. 
when people see that, it sets you different. It puts a mark of difference on your life. And look what this jailer did. He wanted to be saved. He wanted to know Jesus. He wanted to know who they served when he saw the miracles, when they saw how the chains opened up and people were set free and how God saved him. I told you, it, people will want to know. Make your life where somebody wants to know who you serve. And he fell down trembling. Then he brought him and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? That's, that's, that's amazing. It's beautiful. What must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved along with everyone in your household. They shared the word, that miracle, praising, saved the life of Paul and Silas, but it saved the life of the jailer. Look what the praise did. Saved the life of the jailer, his whole household, and everyone that was in jail. Just praising, just praising that one night, saved Paul and Silas, everybody in jail, the jailer, and the household. It was a drawing magnet for salvation. It was a magnet for salvation. When you don't look like everybody else, it's a magnet for salvation. And they were able to share the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in the household. Even at the hour of night, the jailer cared. It showed a compassion for Paul and Silas, cared for them, wiped up their wounds, a love. See the difference when the love of Jesus comes upon your life? There's a difference. There's a difference over you. And so and everyone in his household was immediately baptized. And his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. So what a mighty miracle that was by praise. So praise brings freedom by breaking the chains of destruction and defeat and depression and suicidal thoughts and sickness. It breaks all those chains, but it also is a path for salvation. It's a drawing factor. Well, man, I want to know about your God. Look at that power. Look what happened. I want to know. I want to know what's going on. And so if you... Um, two things declare his word we're going to declare who God is when you're praising you're going to declare who he is I'm going to go to Psalm 66 and wrap it up there and uh, you're going to declare who he is when you're praising and you're going to um, rub it in the enemy's face which is one of my favorite things to do because he's not a gentleman he doesn't care about you he wants to kill steal and destroy your life He's got no good intentions for you. Should we should never give him the time of day? Never give him the time of day. So in Psalm 66, declaring the word of God, shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. Sing about the glory of his name. Tell the world how glorious he is. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds? Bragging on Jesus, like I said at the beginning. How awesome are your deeds? Your enemies cringe before your mighty power. Everything on earth will worship you. They sing your praises, shouting your name in glorious songs. So declare who your God is. He is our victor. 
He wears the victor's crown. He is our savior. He is our king of kings. He is our protector. He is our comfort. He is our peace. He is our everlasting father, prince of peace. You know, declare who he is. Declare him. And then recount what God has done and rub it in the enemy's face. I love it. It's such a faith builder for me when you rub it because he's never going to get there. The enemy got the boot from heaven because he will never, ever, ever, ever be like our God. He'll never. He doesn't even stand a chance. There's not even a, a, a possibility that he could. And we're all trying to fight him so he, so he can't. It's not even a possibility. We have to get that in our mind. It's not even a possibility that he could be anything remotely close to overcoming our God. Not even a possibility. And so it says in Psalm 66, 5 and 8, Come and see what our God has done. What awesome miracles. Now I'm talking about recounting the things God has done and rubbing it in his face. So come and see what our God has done. What awesome miracles he performs for people. He made a dry path through the Red Sea and his people went across on foot. There we rejoiced in him. For by his great power, he rules forever. See, he watches every moment of the nations. Let no rubble rise in defiance. Let the whole world bless our God and loudly sing his praises. Loudly sing his praises. Sometimes you just gotta shout. You just gotta do it. Like a teapot, let it bubble up inside and you just gotta do it. You need to scare your enemy right back to hell where he came from. And you can do it in a shout. You can just, that's what I'm saying. You can just recount God's goodness and his mighty acts and his awesome deeds. And just that will send the enemy running the other direction. And so I'm going to finish up in Psalm 144. I, I love this chapter in Psalms. It's not much I don't like in Psalms, but Psalms... Um, 144. I'm going to read 1 and 2 and 15. Uh, and another one that's really good, I really love, is uh, 145. I got a ton of stuff highlighted, most of 145 highlighted. But it says, Praise the Lord, who is my rock. He trains my hands for war and gives me fingers skilled for battle. He is my loving ally in my fortress, my tower of safety, my rescuer. He is my shield and I take refuge in him. He makes the nations submit to me. And then 15, yes, joyful are those who live like this. Joyful indeed are those whose God is the Lord. You will remain in joy and strength and victory by your praise. Victory by your praise. Don't get me wrong. Worship music's nice. Put it on in the car. I'll do that at home. Not everything I have is fast and upbeat, but you can't disregard it. You can't leave it out of your day. 
You can't just listen to everything that's going to put you in some kind of emotional, feely state. You've got to get a fight in your eyes, a fire in your eyes. You've got to take it. It says it. The violent take it by force. You have to get a bulldog grip on what God has for you. And that praise is going to do that. A praise is going to do it. It's going to awaken you. Okay? When you yell, it startles somebody. Startle your enemy. Startle your flesh. Wake up your spirit man and start praising him. Because this year isn't over yet. We have things that God wants us to do and what God wants us to have. And it's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. All you have to do is praise him. Thank you, Jesus, for today. Thank you for each and every person watching, listening on the replay. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us this this praise. You've given us a way to defeat the enemy, a way to be victorious. You've gone before us. You've done everything hard. You, you've died on the cross. You've gone before us. You've taken the beatings, Lord. And, and what we have to do is be obedient, obedient to your word. We, and that is what we are. We're not ending this year in defeat. We're not ending this year looking back saying, man, I didn't get all these boxes checked off that, that I felt the Lord telling me at the beginning of the year. We're marking them off and then some because we're going into 2020 with a weight off of our shoulders. We're going into 20, I'm sorry, 2022 with a weight lifted off our shoulders. We're not going in with a heavy burden. We're putting on that garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We're going to run. We're not just running in 2021. We're going to continue to run this race. Thank you, Lord, for giving us strength, for, for putting us on the victorious side. And Lord, you know, what we have inside of us, we're not going to keep. It's going to draw people to your salvation. We're going to be the biggest soul winners we have ever been in our lifetime by our actions, by our praise, by how we handle with things that are thrown our way. Praise is our weapon. Praise brings freedom. Praise precedes the victory in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the enemy right now for anyone who feels like he has a hand on their life, that it's been one attack after another. We're sending him running in the mighty name of Jesus. For today, we're turning over a new leaf we are praising our way into victory. We're going to confuse the enemy and receive the blessings of God in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for hanging out with me today and letting me vent about praise. <laughs> letting me vent about praise because man you know I love music so much and so when I'm trying to find a song forever in the car that's like you know not some like super slow drawn out song which is good there's times for that but I'm telling you you have an enemy that's non-stop and he's just constantly you know trying to override everything that's going on and, and, I, and, and it is a weapon. Your praise is a weapon that we have to use. And so, you know, praise them when you're happy and everything's going well. 
Praise him when you get a bad report. You've got to keep it the same. You've got to keep that game face on because he has already won the battle. Already won it. There's no chance for the enemy to try to one-up him. There's no chance for the enemy to try to win anything at this point. He's a loser. He's an ugly, pathetic loser. He is everything that you are and wish he could be. So rub that in his face every day. I love it. Rub it in his face every day. You're everything that he wanted to be, but he can't. And he can't even get close to it. So don't even give him a chance. I love you guys so much. I'll be back on Friday for my birthday. We'll have some fun um, giveaways uh, to bless you guys. And I'm looking forward to it. And, and ladies, okay, on, you'll see, you'll see we'll, we'll advertise it more. But just to mark your calendar on December, it's December 7th, right? I think I had looked before. Uh, yes, December 7th is a Tuesday, and we're going to have our Christmas party like I did last year. I got Jenna flying in for the Christmas party. We'll have um, Zach's wife, Heather, with us. I'll try to get Tiffany, but the banquet might have been the most you'll see her this year, but we'll see what I can do. I will lure her over with yummy snacks on the table and take them all away from the back of the studio. <laughs> I will take coffee. I will bring the tea over here. I will bring Christmas goodies. <laughs> but um, just know that it's coming up. And the reason I'm, I'm saying it today, and you'll, you'll see me advertise it, because after Friday, I leave for two weeks um, on the road. We have Thanksgiving at my um, uh, in-laws. And then from there, we go to our last meeting. So Friday is really going to be my last time with you. Uh, for the month of November. But when I come back is when we have the Christmas jammy party. So I'm super excited. We're already thinking about giveaways. We're already thinking about fun games to hang out with you. I wish we could all like do it in person, but um, uh, live we'll just have to do for now. But I, I'm just wanting you guys to put that on your calendar. We're gonna do it at nine o'clock on December 7th, but we'll give more detail out there. But I love you guys, and everyone's writing cake pops, so I will definitely make cake pops one of the giveaways. Um, Caitlin said, just buy some plexiglass, because that seems to keep everything away. <laughs> and so I'm going, to, um, I'm going to get cake pops in there. But I, I, I wanted to hang out with you, and I love you guys so much. So I will see you Friday at 2 o'clock. Have a great rest of your week. And Remember, praise and shout starting today. Bye.